0: welcome back friends and family to another episode of the b2db show my name is billy and i'm jimmy and we're the The lee brothers Brothers. radical the year is 2007 and la is in shambles after the big quake the big damn quake man kogoshuka is out there man screw that dude Bobo is running wild where the hell is miriam she's probably with the power core we should probably find her it's getting close to curfew, so we're gonna jump into the dragon wagon and get back to the basics. Don't forget your oxygen mask. Yeah. And because if you ain't watching the
1: Lee brothers, then you don't know Jack! Yeah. Yo, Billy! Jimmy, what up, brother? We in the dojo.
0: Yeah, man. You
1: got your medallion?
0: Oh, I got half.
1: I got half, too.
0: (laughs) Lee Brothers. So how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, man, but I feel like my whole life just flashed before my eyes. I sleep a lot.
1: (laughs) Dude, I'm actually really excited to be talking about Double Dragon. Uh, We've, We've been talking about talking about this movie for a year
0: now. For a long time, yeah. And today's the day. Double Dragon. 1994. Jim, or wait, is it Ugly and Homely?
1: The (laughs) Lee Brothers. Yeah, dude. Um, I mean, you're talking about, in 1994, you you had uh, Mario Brothers. You had Ninja Turtles. You had... uh, Three Ninjas. Yeah, and so, obviously, Double Dragon just fits right in there, right? It's
0: perfect. It's perfect. I don't don't know who out there says that this movie is trash, (laughs) because... What are you watching? Uh,
1: <laughs> this is considered uh, to be one of the worst video game films of all time.
0: That is nutty, for the lack of a better word, man. Yeah. What? The worst? I, have, you, have you seen Super Mario Brothers? Mario, Mario? It's pretty bad too, man.
1: I think it comes down to like 90s films and like especially this is, you know, most people call it a cringe
0: fest. Yeah, well, of course.
1: But I call it a cult classic. Yeah, man. It's it's so it's like
0: so bad that it's, it's so good. good. <laughs> It's right up there with all those movies that we mentioned. Um, Big Trouble, Little China, Mortal Kombat. No, like,
1: dude. Big Trouble's way better. Of
0: course, of course. But what I was saying before is it feels like it's all like in the same. It's very 90s. It feels like it's in the same universe. Like all the movies are kind of made the same way, practical effects. Um, big ass explosions, practical effects, uh, very bad CGI. <laughs> is there CGI in this movie? Oh no! Yeah, there, the, computer, is. the computer, the uh, computer. Um, remember oh, when the yeah. when the little brothers play the VR? He's like, what? Yeah,
1: there is a lot of CGI when they're ch- in the car chase. Yeah. When ha, 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 <laughs> 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 Dude, um, and then the I think I think the CGI with uh Shok- Shoku- Oh, what's uh, the damn name?
0: Koga Shuko,
1: Koga Koga Shuko, um, the CGI when he like goes like into like a shadow form. Yeah, I thought that was actually. Pretty well done, pretty damn good for 1994.
0: Yeah, uh, I made a little joke during when we were watching it. I was like, Okay, Paper Mario, he just turns into like a sheet of <laughs> paper. Yes, yes, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, remind me of uh, kind of like that Peter Pan like shadow that's always like because he turns into a shadow, I guess that's his power with yeah. half of his medallion because he had spirit, right? Yeah, because it's like that. Cause he knows how to use it, but it's almost like a like a negative energy, like a bad energy. Correct. So, Cause when uh, when Jimmy uses it, you don't see him turn into a shadow. He just like he can body jump, right? But yeah. Kogoshuko, he turns into like this dark shadow uh-huh. and just goes into other people, and that's a really cool part of the film. I think I the main
1: villain... Uh, T-1000, I,
0: right? Yeah, his Robert... What's his last name? Robert uh, Patrick or Robert... Patrick. Something like that. I almost that. said Patterson. Not Batman. <laughs> Batman. Not, not
1: Batman. Um, I think he did a very well job, and I think he did that off the cusp of Terminator 2. Dude, yeah. I think uh, that was his next... Like He jumped from Terminator 2 to Double Dragon.
0: We were watching this, and I was comparing a lot to like uh, Shang Song from Mortal Kombat, right? And I was like, he's pretty villainous in this it reminded me a lot of like how shang song is shang song was a little more serious though oh yeah a a little less like jokey but uh i mean even kogashuko he just has that presence oh he comes onto the scene and I think visually really he looks
1: amazing. <laughs> yeah. I think he looks like a b- badass boss. Like he's really cool. I love his, his sunglasses. Hair, his sunglasses. I love his uh his his outfit. It's very kind of like that modern, but then it has that like ancient like Japan cuz it kind of yeah, has like a gi. Key. Yeah, the gi- and anything, then like yeah. the long trench coat, his cigarette. He was very like he was he, he was very tasteful. flicks the cigar. <laughs> yeah. Um it, it's pretty cool in it was just interesting because that character was supposed to be played uh, by a Japanese man.
0: That's what you were telling me. Yeah. Yeah. Is and they-
1: and so they had to change the script a little bit, and in the film he talks about he had they had to change some lines, and he tells Satori.
0: Mm. So fine.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, I had a huge crush on her when I was a kid. Um, he tells Satori like. He believes like he's reincarnated from an ancient like feudal Japanese warlord. Yeah. And he has that Japanese name because he feels it like strikes fear.
0: And you see, every time they talk, there's kind of like a history there. Yeah. Like, he almost like as if he was, like, her master or they trained together or something. There's something there's there. There's little hints because they know each other already. Yeah. Um, so, there's a little something that's, like, maybe backstory that they didn't, like, go too much into. But it definitely alludes to the fact that, like, they knew each other prior. Um, which, him... When they go to invade that village, and uh, I guess he sends Lash, right? Yes. He sends Lash to the village and go to uh, to go invade it, and it reminded me straight up of Ninja Turtles three, uh, with the scepters at the beginning of the movie. This whole
1: film, I feel like they ripped off a lot of Ninja Turtle stuff. Yeah, and then I feel like Mortal Kombat took stuff from this movie
0: so mortal kombat was after this movie right yeah i think we went back and looked because yes. we wanted to know like what came out so ninja turtles was 90 91, 91 and, and like 93, like 93. and, and we, were like, we were like what the fuck?" yeah <laughs> like back to back to back for some um, reason
1: i was thinking ninja turtles was like 94.95
0: yeah and then this came out in 94 so you can see it it like borrowed a lot I think I was making comparisons to the fact that they like lived in an abandoned theater, Yes. and then it kind of reminded me of like April's apartment slash like the the sewer, um, the train station, the train station, yeah. Abandoned. So that was kind of interesting. And also cool. too
1: with the the Power Core, you had their like their hangout, yeah, which reminded me a lot of in the original uh Turtles film with the whole uh, foot. The foot mm-hmm. uh, area where everyone's skateboarding and yeah. playing
0: arcade games, and it's smoking like, cigarettes, and yeah. they're all like out of control. It's all teenagers. Mm-hmm. And then how about that like shot for shot scene when Kogoshuko comes and takes control of all like the that underground like army? It almost looked like the Foot Clan.
1: Oh my goodness, yes, dude! It was literally like when Shredder walks out and speaks to the. Uh, uh, the foot the, the all the kids yeah and they're like banging they're like all stacked up on these rails and they're like bang like
0: Ch-ch-ch-ch. it looks like almost the same exact place dude it,
1: this movie <laughs> i can tell took a lot away from uh, ninja turtles and then obviously the year later we had 1995 i believe was mortal kombat mortal kombat and i feel like yeah. mortal kombat took a little away from this movie too
0: there were scenes that i saw that i was like wait a minute I was like, that looks familiar. And and
1: and then just just mm-hmm. Jimmy and Billy reminded me a lot of three ninjas.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like their personalities were so like they're just so young. Kid. They're kinda like kids. Yeah. Yeah, so that was really cool to see like their interaction together, especially with Satori. She was more like the I think you say the mother,
1: like a guardian, yeah, mother figure.
0: Yeah, but it seems like she left them in a place where they weren't really prepared. They didn't know much about the dragons, about the uh, the medallion, right? Yeah, she
1: she kind of left them in the
0: dark. And that's what he said. He was like, "It's like classic Satori. She just like threw it on us last minute." Yeah, and Jimmy's kind of like pissed off at that. Because Jimmy now steps into like, oh, well, I have to be the leader because Satori's gone. And then Billy is more like with his heart. He wants to go like find the power core and like rely on people. He's like, let's bring each other together. But Jimmy wants to do it all on his own.
1: It's probably probably my favorite scene in the whole movie is when they're talking Right there, and the, the 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 dragon wagons got grilled cheese in the engine. I think it just
0: happened. I think it's on oh, oh, <laughs> the yeah, thing nice. behind you. Um, that's really?
1: probably my favorite scene because that's pretty much the only time the movie is pretty serious. Yeah, like the tone changes. Satori just got murdered. That's crazy. She's, well, she sacrificed herself. Yeah, she did sacrifice herself, which was it's so strange. Like that whole theater blowing up and. All that was between uh, Kokushuko and, and 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 the and the Lee brothers was just a door that Satori <laughs> shut. <laughs> Why and didn't then, he just open it? And then they, and then they're both outside in front of the right theater. in front of yeah. It's it's weird. The movie. So I want to talk about is just how the movie failed. Okay. I think it lost three point six million dollars. It was a commercial failure. Um, all critically like all the critics. Gave it bad reviews. That's weird. Yeah. For its time, everyone was like, this movie sucks. And there was a lot in the production of this film Uh that
0: basically just fell apart. Just went south. Went south real quick. Um, You can kind of tell. Because parts of the movie look different from other parts of the movie. Yes. Yeah. At least in the beginning, it looks kind of like a certain film. And then towards the end, it starts to... Not just the story, but some of the shots.
1: So the director, it was his first time ever directing, and then he never directed a film after that. Mm-hmm. So that
0: can kind of give you a little bit of insight on who the fuck was running this project. Well, when you're supposed to put out a like blockbuster movie and then it totally tanks, uh, yeah, they're probably not going to put another movie in your hands.
1: And nobody, actors, producers, or writers, really knew anything about Double Dragon. Crazy, And the parent company to Double Dragon <clears throat> never even got involved in the f- making of the film. So there was nobody on set saying, whoa, 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 whoa. It uh, was all based off the arcade game.
0: It seems a lot like maybe like a fan film or like an independent film. Yeah. Something like that. Because there, it seems like maybe they had a lot of freedom, right? And I think you were telling me how some of the movie influenced some of the later games. Yes. Which I thought was really cool because then you have... The change of Abobo, his character, in the video games.
1: So you had Abobo was in the game, Billy, Jimmy, um, Miriam. She's the girl that gets kidnapped in the beginning of the video Mm -hmm. games. Mm -hmm. And I I find it pretty interesting because one of the... I would say probably the most memorable scene of this movie... (laughs) Is when um, Miriam bends over. She does it multiple times. The most memorable part of the movie, by the way, I believe so. For '90s kids, oh, like, like, yeah, like most people remember, like, damn, I forget her name, uh, <laughs> Alyssa Milano, a crazy Alyssa Milano. <laughs> she, um, she, she was definitely sexualized in the movie. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And this is weird because this movie was filmed, written, and shot as a PG. Movie That's for, crazy. For, for kids and, and families. She was definitely sexualized, but what's interesting is see, in the beginning of Dr- Double Dragon, when the gang jumps out and they beat up Miriam uh-huh. and they fling her around her shoulder, you get like an upskirt shot and you see Miriam's panties, right? So it's
0: like an ode, right?
1: I believe it's an ode when she bends over and she goes into the vent. They follow her into the And vent. they're both like fighting
0: like, I go first, I'm going first. It's a funny part of the movie. That's great. I think uh, even a couple more times throughout the film, you get like, I think Billy falls on top of her. And he's yes. just
1: looking at her chest. And it when we watched it, we had recently talked about the Zack Snyder, Joss <laughs> Whedon scene where the Flash <laughs> falls on. Wonder Woman. Yeah. And I was like.
0: It was a hundred percent. Like it was the same It was shot. the same shit. Same, same scene. Um, so there's a couple parts in that where you catch like Billy and Jimmy being the older brother, he's like, back off, like so constantly they're fighting with each other, like who's gonna get the girl yeah. throughout this movie. So it's very much a nineties film. Um it has the classic one liners. Um and you were telling me that I guess they hired They hired
1: a comedian to write one liner jokes. And they added it into the script.
0: When you're competing with three ninjas, murderalize them, yeah, and classic uh, Michelangelo, cowabunga! You gotta, you gotta come up with some some kind of one-liners to compete, right?
1: Yeah, and see, this is why I say, like, in this year, uh, 2021, I do personally, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who are gonna disagree with me, but I personally believe this movie has ascended to a cult classic um, level because there are one-liners. Yeah. There are scenes you remember like, holy shit, I remember that a Bobo with a big old neck. Yeah. Big old traps.
0: Ugly.
1: <laughs> and I remember uh, Miriam being a, you know... Yeah, man. A slice of uh, cake there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she was hot, uh, but... The format was just so off. There were so many things behind the scenes. of uh, The director of photography had got hurt on set. Yeah. Hurt his back. He was so dedicated to filming the movie, they pushed him around on a gurney with a monitor, but it was so much where he had to step down from a director of photography. Then they got this other guy. Just some
0: random off the street?
1: Probably. (laughs) They just pulled in some dude who had zero experience as a director of photography for action scenes. This is an action movie. There's a bunch of fighting. There's a lot of fight
0: scenes, yeah. So
1: you see how there are certain scenes like you had mentioned that looked very well done yeah and then all of a sudden we got
0: these really cringy fight scenes kind of got a shift
1: and once you realize that the director of photography was switched out in the middle of production it kind of makes
0: sense starts to make sense um i will say that whoever did like the choreography for the fight scenes there are a lot of cool like little fight scenes remind me kind of like ninja turtles three ninjas so the martial arts in it it's pretty cool mm-hmm. there are some good ones there are some really cringy bad ones where they're like float flying on ropes in between each other and yes yeah. so it definitely captures like that family funny like three ninja type yes of film What well,
1: what's really weird about
0: that is is they tried to make it it
1: was supposed to be pg yeah and then right before it came out, it got slapped with a PG-13. Those
0: damn ratings.
1: And so that basically hurt all marketing. It hurt ticket sales because this was supposed to be for children. And then it became a PG-13 film.
0: Just kill the film, why don't you? They, it, they set it up from the beginning, man.
1: They were in the middle of filming and some union crap happened with a lot of the extras.
0: And they had to stop filming for 30 days. You know what? I think someone from the Super Mario set sent him over and Sabotaged. was like, "We're gonna sabotage it, this movie because they said they're gonna be better than us." Yeah, and that was funny that you were telling me that that they like went on record and were like, "We're gonna do better than Super Mario." Yeah, and
1: and I want to get into this is it's it's interesting. I was watching a video and the director was talking about back then. The director was talking about how his vision for the film. This is we're talking about Double Dragon, okay? From <laughs> 1994. He said his vision for the film was a cross between
0: Star Wars and Ninja Turtles. I see the Ninja Turtles. Yes. I but see that. Star Wars? That one lost me a little bit. But then I was started I was kind of like trying to think about it and I was like, "Well, I guess there are a couple of orphans going on this journey." You know, you got the the Miriam who joins them. It's kind of like Luke Han and Leia. So I was like, I I get it, but that's a stretch, man. (laughs) And then I
1: guess with the whole like, so let's talk about a little bit of the backstory of the film. Uh, It's set in a future, oh, post-apocalyptic.
0: Get out your tinfoil hats. It's about to get dangerous.
1: I remember so. I watched this film randomly one night a year ago when the pandemic around here first started. Mm. And in the film, people are wearing masks. (laughs) People are wearing oxygen masks. Oxygen masks. masks. And there's like acid rain. We haven't had that yet. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) God willing, hopefully not. But
0: there is a curfew. Or there was. So, yes. And so,
1: watching it through the lens of what was happening In real life, around us, and seeing it portrayed in this 1994's movie, and I was like, and then there was a great quake that basically broke, uh, uh, it broke off like Los Angeles into its own little island. It's gonna happen, man. I don't know if you ever seen Escape from L.A. I thought you were gonna say. (laughs) uh skyscraper whatever that rock movie did Uh, san andreas fault movie
0: well yeah it was all i mean kurt russell and then the rock is supposed to play him in big trouble i don't know Um, man. i don't know
1: so it was really weird uh watching it um during that time when a lot of that was actually happening and i want to get to that whole curfew thing back to the star wars where um you had this uh Kind of like the rebels and and, mm. and the, re- um, the the empire. empire. Uh-huh. Um, you had the cops. Yeah, they only were out in the streets until dark. Yeah. So once the curfew hit, there was it was like the purge. Gangs took over.
0: It reminded me a lot of kind of like Escape from L.A. Just the like the vibes of it. Um, everything, of course, the gangs were in control of the night. So. You had the police who were literally afraid to go out at night, so they put in that curfew. And of course, you got the like the city, the government controlling everything, curfew. Mm. Um, so it was kind of interesting to see a film, n- not necessarily predict it, but it was just like, hey, yeah. like this can happen. Um, and and then you had.
1: In the gangs, rose up the power corps. Miriam was the leader of the power Core. I was
0: just going to say, who's in charge of the power corps? Because they are crazy. And
1: so what was interesting, uh, dynamic, was um, Miriam was this leader of Ooh. this rebellion. Yeah. And her father was the leader... Of
0: the cops, I love that dynamic. Yeah, they're around the breakfast table, and she's like, "You know, the Power Core aren't bad, Daddy. Like, they're 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 actually trying to do some good out there. Yeah, they like they stand up to the gangs Correct. because the cops won't. Yeah, I was like, Damn.
1: and she hides her identity. Um, the dad doesn't know she's the leader of the Dude, Power Core. She Corps.
0: Clark Kennedy. that. She put a wig on.
1: Yeah, yeah she, uh, she puts a wig on, and the little brother's like, "I'm gonna tell Dad." And then right on the table, I, we had saw the, the
0: the Shuko crisps. Talk about world building! Yeah, Coca-Shuko is everywhere, everywhere in that movie. Yes, um, it's really cool because I never noticed that. I never seen like all those little things. Like all the buildings had giant fans
1: to filter out the air quality. Yeah,
0: because they were trying to like push away like the acid rain or trying to like. Make the city better oxygen wise. Yeah. And
1: another thing that was really interesting to me is uh there's one scene. I think it's in front of the police station. I could be wrong. But there was a payphone. But it wasn't a payphone. It was an it was a oxygen, oxygen station. And the guy sitting there, he stops, he's breathing oxygen, and another guy's like, Hurry up, man, I got places to go. Just like a kind of a payphone in the 90s. Yeah.
0: And uh, the other funny thing was a lot of the celebrities were like playing themselves in the movie. I think you had like Andy Dick. Uh, uh, Vanna White. Vanna White. Yeah. So they were all on the news, like newscasters. And he pulls out an umbrella and it's all like missing holes. He's Melted. all, watch out for the acid rain. Yeah. It, it was funny stuff. Um, but the film, for me has some really good acting. Kokoshuko, he the best, man. He's the best. Shuko,
1: best part of the movie for me. What we we mentioned Super Mario Brothers, who do you think did a better job? Do you think it was Kokoshuko or or Bowser?
0: Uh, oh yeah, definitely Kokoshuko. Dennis, Dennis Hopper did a Damn good. He, damn role. good. He is good. Yeah. Um, but Koko Shuko for me, T one thousand just hits he, it, man. I don't like using the term, but he just had swag. He does. He just had like that swagger to him. He definitely owns every scene, and I don't think he probably never gets any credit for this movie, but I don't think he gets enough credit for <laughs>
1: He did go on record, I don't know how many years ago, but he did talk about it. It's really? A, yeah, and he said that the movie was fun, and he said that it was one of the most challenging roles he ever did, because he had to be menacing, yeah. and like funny at funny the same at time. The same, he, hey. And so he said, as an actor, it was pretty challenging, but I think he knocked it out the park. He did it, man. And he had his goons, we had Lash from the video game, the chick with the... Whoosh, yeah. Um, which was cool. Everyone, you know, you played Double Dragon, you know Lash. Mm -hmm. He had a Bobo. And one of the things that I took away as a child was a Bobo. Yeah. He was the one thing that I remembered my whole life from Double Dragon was the big traps. And he's a giant monster. (laughs) Huge old traps. But he's like a big baby. Yeah. He's a villain that turns good.
0: And it was, it was interesting because you mentioned, um... Mortal Kombat, co- not Mortal Kombat, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where they're w- experimenting. It's the same thing. Yeah, It's the
1: Tokar, Toka and Razor. Yes. Yeah. It's literally the same dynamic. <laughs> and he tells him, like, uh, if you survive, you'll have the strength of 10 men.
0: He's so I already have the strength of 10 men. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but
1: it'll be more. And he goes, you're like a son to me. <laughs> and he goes, and just like any son... I can, I can always, replace. <laughs> yeah, I can replace
0: you and always have another like savage. dude. Yeah, savage, man. Um, the ending of this film is a little weird. Um, I, I think it, it, it he gets arrested and then he's kind of he kind of goes away and that's pretty much like it, it. And then you have a Bobo and he's like, I wanna, I wanna take it easy. Can I just hang out with you guys for a little bit? Yeah. And so it, it kind of, to me, it ends. With like maybe setting up a part two, that's kind of how I got. I think it. What I got from they me.
1: probably wanted to create a Ninja Turtles, uh, uh, three ninjas little franchise. Yeah, but it failed
0: because they speed off into the dragon wagon into uh, the distance. Yeah,
1: and, and and it just failed, and it sucks because I think probably a second film would have been a lot better because they would have brought a higher budget. The budget was not big at all. It was like under, it was like
0: eight million. It's another movie that just ends, just like Big Trouble, just ends. And I'm like, what's coming after, dude? Give me a part two.
1: But what was so cool about it was, you know, like any video game movie is, uh, like when we watched uh, Street Fighter or when we watched Mortal Kombat, we we turn off the VHS and boot up the Sega Genesis or, or turn on our NES and we jump right into that video game world. And there's so many Double Dragon games. I mean... I grew up on, me and my brother, we grew up on Double Dragon 1 and 2 and, and Double Dragon and Battletoads. Yeah. And Double Dragon defined the beat 'em em up genre. It really did. Mm-hmm. And to see the movie fail sucked. Um, but Double Dragon also had a Saturday morning 90s cartoon.
0: You told me about that, and I was like, what are you talking about, Josh? You forgot about it. Yeah, and as soon as you played it, you tapped into my memory banks, and I was like, holy crap, I remember this. And it was awesome.
1: Double Dragon for me is always going to be nostalgic 90s goodness. And I want to throw that question on to you because I believe, like I said, it has risen with time. The cringiness has gotten gold, become gold. And to me, I do believe it's a 90s cult classic that a lot of people overlook how great it was. It had a lot of production problems, mm-hmm. and it just failed, but at least we have it. Like you yeah. say, hey, I got it, I got it, we're going to watch it anytime. But for you, man, what do you see? It is, is it a cringe fest, or is it a cult classic? It's
0: definitely a 90s film that me and my brother grew up loving, mm-hmm. and connected with, and bonded. And it was really cool to share that with you. So for me, it'll always be that 90s piece of nostalgia that i will always hold on to hell yeah yeah so at the end of the day it's epic man yo billy i got one question for you what is it jimmy
1: (sighs) is our film double dragon yeah is is it a cult classic nowadays or is it just a cringe fest
0: trash Well, it's better than a grilled cheese engine. Oh, that's damn true, man. (laughs) That's not good, man. And and honestly, all I got to say is at least I don't got to wear the red one. Oh, man, you trying to fight right now? (laughs) We are the Lee Brothers Double Dragon, man. We are one. Soul, mind, body. RIP. Yep. Satori. Yep. (laughs) So like any good journey, one must come to an end.
1: Mm. But this journey in this dojo, it never
0: ends. No, man. Here in the dojo, we are looking forward to next Saturday morning.
1: Hell yeah. We're going to get back to the basics every damn Saturday.
0: Don't forget, find us at uh, backtothebasics.com. We're on YouTube, social medias, all that. You can find the Lee Brothers everywhere. So,
1: until next time, friends, remember to stay nostalgic
0: on that eternal quest
1: to get back
0: to the basics. Woo! Righteous.